and welcome to Lights, Camera, Privacy, a podcast that looks at some of the most well-known movies and puts it under the data privacy microscope. My name is William Moore, and with me today is Alice Woolbank, and we are both privacy and data lawyers at Shoesmiths. In this episode, we will be looking at The Terminator. What a great film. Good what film. A great film. Complicated film. <laughs> Doing it for this, for this uh, podcast, I was like, right, here we go. So I'm going to give the listeners a little bit of a refresher because it came out in 1984, so they may not have seen it in a while, but people kind of know it. So the year is 2029, and the humans are in a battle against AI machines, and it's a battle for survival. Now, the AI system uh, at the time called Skynet has decided to send back one of its cyborgs, the Terminator, to knock out and eliminate the leader of the resistance in 1984 before he can he can basically lead the human resistance. So that's where we sort of find ourselves. The movie is set in 1984 for most of it, but we've got to remember it's people being sent back from 2029. So for the privacy element of this, we're going to look at whether Cyberdyne, as a private company, which is developing the Skynet system for the military, would be deemed the controller of the Terminator. What do you think, Alice? It's a really interesting question and quite a specific question, but it is, for me, the most interesting question about this film is about the relationship between the public authority and the private sector. Because as you say, Cyberdyne is a company. Yeah. It's a private company. And I mean, if we just go back in data privacy and think, what is a controller? The controller is the uh, body that uh, controls the purposes and the means of data processing. So it's the, per it's the project manager of the processing, yeah. if you like. And the question here is we don't really know, but if Cyberdyne has, was asked by the military to design something completely under military control, then of course Cyberdyne will be the processor. But I suspect here that what has happened is that Cyberdyne has been developing some sort of capability itself and has put it out there and, and sold it on. And in those circumstances, I would say very strongly that they are the controller. So would they be a controller for some of the processing activities or would they be controller for, would the military be controller for some of the processing activities? Possibly. And quite often we see those relationships, don't we, where, where the parties have a different uh, relationship depending on the processing. So to the extent that we say Cyberdyne is the controller, um, as a entity in the private sector, it has to come under GDPR. Yeah. Let's remember that it's based in Los Angeles. We see at the beginning of the film, we're in Los Angeles. And so it, it's an entity which may be processing data of uh, people who are subject to GDPR, assuming that that's still going on in 2029. Uh, and therefore, because of the extraterritorial effect of GDPR, then people that it's used to uh, inform, to, when it's been scraping data for the large language model that it has developed, which then develops into the Terminator, this is, uh, it is a controller of that sort of processing and it is potentially subject to GDPR. Do we think though, do we know if there are any exemptions for the fact that it is working with the military? That's a really good point. Um, if they were themselves a competent authority, so if they were a police agency, a, a government body of some sort, or part of the intelligence services, then they would still be under data protection law, but it would be a different part of the data protection law. They wouldn't be under GDPR. They would be under the Law Enforcement Directive, or what we call Part 4 in the UK, Part 4 of the Data Protection Act which means that they would still have data protection responsibilities, but there would be more exemptions, they'd be allowed to do more stuff, there'd be, there'd be a recognition that what they were doing was kind of in the, in the public interest and therefore they could do things in a slightly different way. But of course, importantly, Cyberdyne 
because it is not a competent authority, because it's a private company, can't be working under those those rules. It has to be working under GDPR. I think that's a really interesting point. And, and this is actually being put to the test recently, hasn't it? It's not it's not sort of just based in in uh, in the Terminator franchise. It's actually happening here now. And, and we've got some really good evidence that this is being put to the test. Do you want to tell people about Clearview? Uh, you're absolutely right. This is no, this is not really science fiction. Clearview is a US company that has developed an extraordinary uh, database of facial images using data scraped from the internet all around the world. I think it's like 20 billion images, isn't it? Uh, it was 20 billion some years ago. Yeah, they with said, 75 million more a day. Absolutely right. So, I mean, you know, I'm on it, you're on it, we're all on it, basically. It was originally developed for the private, for use in the private sector, but after some pushback there in the US, it, they have ended up selling it as a capability to um, law enforcement and intelligence services agencies in the US and elsewhere in the world. Obviously, this has been challenged massively by various data protection authorities around the world. In the UK, uh, duly the Information Commissioner's Office, the regulator in the UK for data, uh, challenged it and fined it seven and a half million pounds for its use of data, which is a scrape relating to people located in the UK in an unauthorized way. And uh, recently, that all that was uh, overturned in a, in a quite uh, surprising decision <laughs> by the first tier tribunal, who said that no, because it was being used for a a uh, military or state security purpose. It, didn't, it couldn't fall under GDPR and therefore they couldn't be prosecuted. It's surprising um, that, isn't it? Because when we think about it, we've got a private company that isn't deemed a competent authority. It's Some of its processing activities would be deemed as a controller. So how are they able to rely on the sort of part three and four of the Data Protection Act rather than being subject to the GDPR? It, it sort of confused us a bit, didn't it? And we're not really sure how, how they got to that uh, analysis. You, you said it, absolutely, we are confused. And my feeling is that really they've fallen between two stools and they've been allowed to fall between two stools probably for political reasons. Because it, what it means is that essentially the rules about using data which normally apply are mysteriously disapplied when the ultimate uh, use of this is very useful for law enforcement and for security purposes. So, yeah, ind yes, indeed. And, and it, yes, what do you, I mean, is Cyberdyne going to be caught by the same rules? Should it be, should it be brought to book? Should it be brought to book? That's a good question, isn't it? So do we think that they should be fined for the activities of the Terminator? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> simple answer. <laughs> simple answer. Yeah. They well. should be, how, how are they going to be fined? <laughs> you know, are they the controller? And if they are, you know, when would they be... When would the breaches be? Wow. You know, it's a 2029 Terminator sent back to 1984. And therefore, if we, if the regulator looks in 1984 at the behavior and the processing activities of the Terminator, do they find on, on the basis that it's the preceding financial year of, of Cyberdyne then? So it'd be 1983. Or is it in 2028? Uh, well, who knows? Um, it's an absolutely mind-blowing film, as you say, and we've got this enormous, great sort of time circle going on in it, which has certainly blown my mind and probably yours as well. But actually, we have got some quite recent steer on this, mm. so we can say quite definitively, I think. There's been a very recent case where Yahoo was fined by the French Data Protection Authority, the CNIL, and they very clearly said there that the fine 
that you'll be fined if you have been infringing the GDPR is going to be based on the previous year's turnover prior to the investigation. So assuming that Cyberdyne's uh, slightly questionable actions under the GDPR come to light, say in, what do you think, 2029, 2030, 2031, <laughs> you know, in the in the wreckage of the nuclear war. Yep. It's good to Those, see the regulators yeah, still the active. The ICU is still there and still <laughs> holding out on the nuclear war in the bunkers. There they are trying to work out how to fine Cyberdyne. For Absolutely. his behaviours in 1984 well. <laughs> and 2029. Uh, Civilization must continue. Yeah. So, so it's very clear from that that say, say the regulator um, uh, pulls together its finding information in, in 2030, then it's going to be based on the turnover of Cyberdyne in 2029. Even though they were probably, you know, they might have been developing this model at any time after 1984 onwards. So all the infringements for nearly 40 years. Absolutely. And not only that, of course, but we know that because the fines under GDPR work on a competition law basis, yeah. it's not just going to be a specific company. It's going to, it's going to be uh, Cyberdyne and any other related economic entity. Yeah. So, you know, and by then, gosh, it's got Skynet, it's got, I mean, it's it's running stuff in the entire Western Hemisphere, probably, isn't it? So yeah. it's going to be a pretty hefty fine. Yeah, it is. So are they going to be fining the machines or are they, no, I wonder if do they have, the machines have any money in 2029? <laughs> is it Bitcoin? I don't know. So here's all I find in Bitcoin. That's too complicated for me even to start to, 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 to unpack. It's been really fun to talk about Terminator because trying to talk about data privacy in 1984 and 2029 when it's 2024, makes it pretty complicated <laughs> let's be honest and we we spend a bit of time trying to sort of think how do we pull these two strings together but i think we've done all right i think we've done okay we've done pretty well thank you very much for coming on to this podcast series it's been really fun and uh, i look forward to having you on again soon